0: Welcome to the Penalties Podcast, where we we talk about all things Premier League and Champions League. As you may have seen from our Instagram page, we weren't able to uh, do last week's episode, but we are back again. This is your Penalties Podcast. I'm Dia.
1: I'm Orla. I'm
2: Mustafa. Ahmed.
0: And this is the Penalties Podcast. And for this episode, we have a special guest with us. We
3: have Mr Rooney. Yay. Good afternoon, everybody. Delighted to be here and invited onto this award-winning, or soon-to-be-award. award winning. <laughs> <of> the shots.
0: <laughs>
3: would you like to tell them which team you support? So. I'm a massive Everton fan. Obviously, you know Everton. have um, been in top-flight football for as long as anybody can remember. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. longer. And... Um, and we're a very traditional club with mm-hmm. um, a huge fan base all around the world and all we're missing is a little bit of success. Uh, it's, yeah. True. Yeah. it's true. Yeah.
0: Okay, this past week we had a really eventful uh, matches and lineups and events. So first off, let's talk about United. We didn't do it last week, we finally <laughs> talked about United. <laughs> so they had their final defeat. Redeemed their souls, maybe, with a 3-0 victory and now we had a... Back to normal. Back yeah, to normal.
4: Back to normal. Yeah. I mean, it, w- it was, again, I feel like I've been saying this every week on this podcast. Another b- another terrible performance by the team. Another terrible performance by the manager. And especially out not the defending mm-hmm. and the formation and the lineup. It was everything. I don't think he could have gotten it more wrong if he tried. Okay. He, he played three at the back, which will never work against a team like Man City because... Man City are a team under Pep Guardiola. All they do is pass, pass, passive move, passive move. They, it doesn't matter if you're playing five at the back, six at the back, ten at the back, they'll find a way through you. Even without a number nine, they'll find a way through you. He thought, because it worked against Spurs, who are <coughs> realistically spineless up top, <laughs> they, they have nothing up top. Yeah. Yeah? And that he thought it was a good idea to bring it into a game against Manchester City in a derby. And it was just a pathetic performance from Manchester United. It should have been more than 5 0, which was happening against Liverpool. But we have the best goalkeeper in the world. So. You yes. okay. uh, Yeah.
2: David De Gea, right there, to be honest. No one's better than him. Yes. There's this point. It's not his fault to the second goal. It's, no. Luke Sean. Yeah. Yeah. see from You're just uh, from the uh, Mistake, no communication. Of oh, an
4: interesting statistic. 21% of Man United's home defeats in the Premier League history have come under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. <laughs> who's only been here around what two years and a half yeah. and, he's already, and he's already responsible for 21% of our losses at Old Trafford.
0: Mr Hoody, what do you think about the game? Did you expect this? Do you expect a defeat? And What do you think of Ole in general?
3: I think if you're a United fan and you go into the game against Manchester City, you're not going to be very optimistic. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's any other team in the Premier League going into that game except for maybe Liverpool and Chelsea at the moment that would feel like they had a chance. Um, So I think it's unfair on Oli to be judged on this game, but obviously he's um, been culpable for a lot of their defeats lately. Um, His selections... Fred and McTominay oh. <laughs> you know, I, I think it's easy to pick up on them because Manchester United have traditionally had fantastic solid yeah, I mean, cent- central midfield it, and
2: both well, We keep Paul
3: like Scholes being uh, prime examples there and at the minute they're not doing it so I think the spotlight does need to be put on to Oli but not just because of this defeat to Manchester City because they are probably going
4: to go on and win the Premier League so would you, are you only answered do you think he should get sacked, or do you think he, he deserves more time?
3: I don't know if you watch the UK broadcasters Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't I, don't you know. I don't like both of them. I
4: like Jamie, Carragher, Jamie they're, they're, uh, Carragher.
3: They're quite opinionated about this now. Gar- Gary Neville is Team Ollie in, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. in uh, the sense that he's saying they've, well he played with them yeah. with me yeah, a few years ago Yeah. and Gary Neville is firmly of the belief that Oli must stay because they've tried these more successful managers in the past um, with Jose Mourinho and Van Gaal and then you've got Team Jamie Carragher which is Oli out who says just because they've had um, no success with two previously successful managers Mm -hmm. doesn't mean to say they can't go again and I'm conflicted about it Mm -hmm. I think if they do get rid of Oli what did he sign a three-year contract last year?
4: Uh, His contract ends this summer
3: this summer, yeah, okay, so, so maybe his the contract rule, yeah. we'll no point in sacking him now. Well, we can save our season now if we suck him now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Realistically, the season's gone already, isn't it? Oh,
1: we're
4: still in the Champions League.
1: We're still, I mean, do we see ourselves getting in position where we can qualify for the next Champions
4: League? Why? The no, Champions I think, League? I think, I 100% we're qualifying for the Champions League. I think, even if you had, if you had <coughs> you as the manager of Manchester United, <laughs> we, we would still get top four simply because of the quality of players that we have. And people forget, I know I'm very vocal about being Oli out, but Oli got a second last year. And that, that, that I'm not saying that he's good, but I'm saying that it's not like it's impossible for us with this team to get into the top four. It's, I think it should be a standard now. Not, not, we're not fighting for the top four, we should be in yeah. the top four already. Also, another interesting statistic, we're, we're as far from Chelsea as we are from Burnley. We're yeah. the, the exact same amount of points from 18th place Burnley, then first place Chelsea.
0: We are nine points of the champions spot and nine points of the relegation.
1: Mm-hmm. So, okay. team, yeah. so I'm yeah. okay. <laughs> team. Sean okay. amazing. So But
3: I think again though no, this this season is different, the fans are back. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah that makes a massive impact and there's there's other sides that are performing really well now. Just look yeah. at West Ham they're yeah. in with a genuine shout now of yeah. getting into the top four yeah. Yeah. I they were think very lucky not to get in last year I exactly think, the think they missed out yeah. yeah. last season by maybe just one point yeah. so I, th- I think Manchester United need to recognise that their apparent position in the top four is not Is not
4: safe anymore. It should be. We have the likes of Cristiano Ronaldo, Bruno Fernandes, Rafael Varane. We have world class players. They do have world class players as well. In my opinion, I know you you might not agree with me, but I think we, as a starting 11, if we pick our best starting 11, we have one of, if not the best starting 11 in the Premier League. I think we have individual players. We have individual players.
3: players, and it's just the same with with the GIS under-19 squad. uh, We have some good individual players, but when it comes to working as a team, whether that be because of the individuals having um, a complex or an attitude, they're they're just not gelling together. So scale up up from a GIS under-19 level, all the way to premier league level and the same problems persist. We'll see tomorrow. We we'll we'll have, have had game the game same
4: team. problems last year with man united that the only reason we got second place isn't because of how good the manager Oli is. It's because of the moments that I call I call us the moments FC because I don't think we have any tactics in our team. I think the, re- the reason we do well is from individual moments from Bruno, Greenwood, Cavani, Rashford, all these players. So I think Ronaldo <laughs> no, I'm talking about last year, so. Of course, Ronaldo is best of all time, so. <laughs> well,
0: so. okay, we're talking about world-class players. Let's talk about world-class managers. So we have Conte now into the
1: Premier League. Right, so, I mean, obviously, last Monday we heard the news that Conte will be signing for Spurs. Yeah. He played, also his first Premier League game against Everton. It was a minimal job, but just more on Conte, I think the world knows him. He is one of the most... He is a successful manager, bringing teams like Chelsea into Milan and Juventus from like one of the lowest points, like 10 7 to 8, two league champions, you know. Uh, if you look at his style of play, he's really known for defensive football, five at the back. He normally plays with two midfielders, you have the three attackers up front. And the basis of it is is counter-attacking football, While you have the five defenders at the back who kind of help, kind of concede less goals, kind of how Italy normally used to play back in the 90s, and now they've changed. And when needed, they can turn into a 3-4-3 three, three and go out attack. They have the two extra wing-backs. And I think, personally for me, I think Conte, again, very good signing. I think the only reason Ole even tried five at the back is to show that he can do what Conte has been doing. That's yeah, what I think. <laughs> yeah. But I think if you're looking at if Conte will be successful, you had a glimpse of that under Jose. Jose he's not the same type of manager, but he does play defensive football. And I don't see Conte becoming that much of a success because even though his style of play has worked at Inter Milan, the type of players he has as sports are not capable of performing at such true. a level. Yeah, like, if you look at that midfield, except Hoyberg, who's really good, you don't have anyone else. they skip and I mean,
4: but if you think about it, they're not, they're, not, they're, not,
1: they're not the type of players who kind of can do what Conte demands of them, dictating the entire... You well, don't know them. that yet. Oliver Skipp
4: is a very young footballer. You in, see that Jose. Jose, it, Jose played really defensive football. With no, I, I agree periods. with your point. I don't think Conte will be successful because I think to be successful at Tottenham is to bring a trophy. And I don't think...
2: <laughs> I don't trophy. I, I,
0: thought I don't you saying say
2: I say Tottenham. Tottenham, to be honest. What, when was... When did we win Liverpool in the Champions League or we played against... 2019. 2019. 2019. Tottenham went to the finals. Yeah, it was luck on the semi-finals, but to be honest... Luck? What do you mean luck? <laughs> so and this, and this... Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah I I that, no, luck, Like I like... like it's a city
1: game, like a handball. Yeah. That was oh, a that ball. Ball. okay, yeah, then yeah, that. sorry. Yeah.
2: Like, to be honest, Tottenham can be somewhere with them. Mm-hmm. They have a chance of being somewhere with them. Last year, they were not there. Okay. Except for their first game against you guys, but that's it.
0: So, Rooney Conte like, <laughs> at Spurs, are they a lethal force now, finally, or again, aiming for top four? Or? I
3: think they've got the right man in charge, it's just whether Daniel Levy is willing to invest in that yeah. squad. We oh, know, perfect. traditionally, he's yeah. not been willing to put his hand in, in his pocket. So, who knows, if Tottenham get a fair chunk to spend in January or in the summer, yeah. I do feel that in a year or two, with Conte at the helm, they could go on to be a success. With the current team and an out-of-form Harry Kane and Son, I think it's uh, there will be limited success this year for Tottenham. Okay. Right. That's fair. That's
0: far. And what about the game yesterday? The, the game, game
3: yesterday, I was very pleased with Everton's performance. You had good. Yeah, you had, yeah, yeah. had Allen in the sense commanding that yeah. midfield. Beautiful um, midfield. <laughs> <laughs> passion he showed as well when um var yeah um came into play do you think it was a penalty sir (sighs) i think it was inconclusive i don't think it was a clear and obvious To i I was screaming
4: the tv when they didn't give it i I thought i thought it was like i know luis may have touched his finger and he only have touched the ball but he took out which are i think i think think for me it was not a penalty he he got the ball also i don't think it was
3: clear i think it was inconclusive and for that reason i would i would have um stuck with the decision. The original decision. Yeah, yeah, so yeah but I don't, thinking.
4: I don't, I don't understand why they did it, but the, I think it, the game was a nil-nil, but it was a very eventful nil yes. yeah. I enjoyed watching that game. First half was a little bit slow. Yeah, first half. But, was slow. But I think overall the uh, throughout the game, I think Everton deserved to win the game. I don't think Spurs didn't even have a shot on target all game. Yeah, mm. uh, we we're talking about Antonio Conte being the defensive coach, right? he showed that yesterday. Did Harry Kane, Son, Lucas Moura, like the one shot on target? Yeah. yeah, we we had
3: Everton as well. They had twelve shots on twelve shots yeah, at goal, yeah. and only two on target. So yeah. again, missing DCL maybe DCL who uh, for the last season, yeah. uh, proven yeah. to be our number one goal scorer, and without him, we're just struggling to get the ball in the back of the net. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So obviously a very enjoyable game, I would say. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I kind of want to now, we've seen like we've had so many episodes and I see how passionate we are about the teams we support and football in general, to be honest. (laughs) I want to link this discussion now to a UN Sustainable Development Goal that is good health and well-being. How how has football influenced your life or affected your life? (laughs) So
2: (laughs) Rooney,
0: how has football impacted you? It
3: impacted my life. Growing up football was the only thing that I had outside of school, Um, coming from where I come from, Liverpool, um, there was not much else available, It was football or boxing. I went down the route of football, so I was playing football three, four times a week and then Sunday morning, rain, sleet or snow would be up at 8am, walking to um, the meeting place for our football team. And then getting in the car, sometimes eight or nine boys packed in, <laughs> packed in the car because we didn't have enough dads to take us to the, the football field, and and we played football, and that, that was what, um, where my main form of exercise came from, um, in in school as well. Our PE teachers just used to say to us, "Here's a football, go and play football." That's how ingrained it was. It, there was no I see in this school. Athletics one term, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> it's and so another term, and all the opportunities which you guys are presented with. And when I was younger, in particular, I didn't have access to any of those opportunities which you did. So football did really um, promote my health, and it was also good for my well-being too.
0: Yeah. What about you guys as students? I know you t- you guys take part in the football teams or the football squads at yeah. school. How do you find it enjoyable? One. And has it really helped your well-being, your fitness?
4: I mean, I, I, shall I go? Yeah, okay. No <laughs> one's stopping you. No stopping I mean, football has, like, ever since I've gotten into it, and I haven't gotten into it since I was young, young. know, back in the day I didn't really like football, but, but when, once I started getting into football, it started to become as a way of, like, switching off. Uh, like I would be yeah. stressed with all the school, but then i just turn on a random Premier League game or La Liga game. Or, and then I would, I would just forget about everything. Even same thing when I'm playing football like that, if I'm going to play football with my friends or if in school or anything. It's just, it, it helps me forget all the stressful stuff that happened. Within my life, and just I like, just like can enjoy. I enjoy my time. Uh, you don't get stressed anymore. No, I, I don't. I oh, I get stressed, but when I'm playing In football, games too. when I when I when I'm playing football, my main focus is football. I forget about everything else, and yeah. Yeah. and then he gets stressed about the football and uh, yeah, exactly,
1: and kicks off at the referee. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think for me, like personally, football, obviously, Mister Rooney, and most of us helps you with your taking you away from that academic side of things and kind of improving your health. I think we build a good community as well. Obviously with our viewers as well who are watching. As you kind of connect with those people with the link of football. Like I know when I first came into school, I talked to Mr Rooney. Immediately from this connect that we both like football. And that kind of is with many teachers on the school. we've I mean, yeah. best friends. <laughs> <laughs> and with obviously been these two here, being in the, the under-19 squad. And it's something you have similar with and it's <laughs> and it's something that you know you can kind of share your joys and disappointment like you read do you every episode. So what
0: about you have to say?
2: You see, I started when well, I was five. I, I lived in an apartment down the street. I had an academy, so I would play there, train there every every day if I have time. I would you know, and then it came into with school and football and stress and all that. Football kind of. Pushed it all down, mm. calmed it. You're out. So, yeah, yeah. So it's like yeah. an outlet yeah. yeah. for you. Yeah. yeah, it's like for for some people, music is the way.
3: For us, it's football. Yeah. I'm sure being on a podcast with the United fans are not
1: very. good To be honest, <laughs> I'm loving it. sir. So every time I, I make one of them, <laughs> one of them <laughs> I love it as well. when you were a player, like
2: two weeks ago when I when we won the five nil, they were they couldn't talk.
0: <laughs> I think we had some emotional breakdown. <laughs>
2: Welcome. Close to canceling the <laughs> no, no, no,
4: no. I, Also, football has me. I'm very, very passionate about football now. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I'm yeah. even like yeah. as Mister said on the pitch. <laughs> yeah. on the pitch, I do get, I get, I don't know how to say, emotion. I, I get contained Tense. in the game. Yeah. Like when I'm in the game, all I'm thinking about in the game. Mm-hmm. Something doesn't go my way, or so no, I, I just. I know I'm a. know, I get passionate about football, yeah. that's, I think that's He's it. right, no one else, by the way.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay, as the last segment of our podcast episode, uh, let's go through the predictions.
1: Right, so the first game, main game of the weekend we'll be looking at is Liverpool versus Arsenal at Anfield, by the way. Okay. So, starting off, I've been looking at past fixtures, I've been doing my research, and obviously both teams always score in this game.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's really rare, you see, like, thrashing with no one scores. That's not true. She- <laughs> I mean, I'm talking in 2019 uh, later. Obviously, beforehand you've seen those 5 0 Liverpool wins. You've seen yeah. the 4 0 but Recently, you've seen Arsenal get a goal or two. So if so I'm, one, I'm going three-one, I'm going three-one. For, For who? Who? Two. Liverpool, of course. Okay. okay I, I want someone
2: <laughs> to hear this. Three-one. Sorry. Three-one. <laughs> three-one.
4: I mean, I'm i have been very very impressed, and I've said it all before. Yeah, I'm very impressed with Arsenal since they've lost 5 0 to Man City. They've turned the corner, really, mm. and that. Uh, but I think playing Liverpool at Anfield I don't think many teams can go there and win especially with fans back. there. Yes. Like, so, your score? Um, 2-0 Liverpool. 4-0, Strictly. 4-0. 4-0. Checking. 2-1 Liverpool. 2-1. Two
2: one. Two
0: one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And the next
1: game? Uh, we quickly go to the rest of the game City Everton playing at BT oh. Stadium. Let's yeah. have the Rooney yeah, we
0: go. Mr. Rooney. <laughs> yeah.
3: <sighs> Always back Everton. Yeah. But as I mentioned earlier, I don't think there's many Many uh, Premier League sides that can compete with Man City Only at the Chelsea moment. Liverpool. Only Chelsea or Liverpool is what I said. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, is it at Ultra Trafford again? yeah.
2: Three-one City. But by the way, it, they lost at the what to Crystal Palace two weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. So you do have a chance. It's here. not possible. It's not, if they get another red card, yeah, you have a chance.
0: But uh, was a little. Weird in that game.
2: Yeah, yeah it is. Substitution. Okay, substitutions
4: predictions from yeah. you guys? I think a draw, 1-1. One, one. Draw, 1-1. One, one. Uh, I mean, I'd love everything to prove me wrong. I said this when Crystal Palace played them, but I think, I don't know, 3-1 live with Man City. I'm going 4-0. Oh, okay, that's for
2: okay. so far. they We're it's not are they're, 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 they're a good team. Well, the defense is there. I'm looking at these guys, I want a different the score. <laughs> I think City, think,
1: honestly, I think, I, I think they can I win. I still win. think right. they're really strong. so uh, the next games? And basically, the next games, Leicester Chelsea. Leicester Chelsea, score. With Chelsea
4: 3 0. No. Leicester have been terrible in the recent weeks. Chelsea easy win 3 1. Oh, oh, 3 0, no. sorry. 3 0, I'm going 2 1, Chelsea. Okay.
1: 2 1, Chelsea. 2 1, Chelsea. Same. And two, one Chelsea. the last
2: game we're doing is Spurs versus Leeds. I really want Leeds to win. To be honest. <laughs> What's his goal? One 0 no. One
4: 0 One nil. One, no. Two. Leeds. 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 I think, I think Conte will get his first win, and I think it'll be come sooner than later than later. And it's gonna be one nil to Spurs. I'm going two one Spurs.
3: Yeah, same as Mustafa Conte. have had over a week to work with them players. Still, just be starting to find the rhythm to 1 Spurs. Okay.
0: All right. So that was the discussion, our predictions, and our opinions on football and Premier League. Hope you enjoyed this episode. This has been the Penalties Podcast, signing off.